What's up, ladies, and welcome to the Urban Christian Woman, episode six. Today, Leah and I are going to be chatting about having Sabbath rest. Listen, this is one of my favorite podcasts to date so far, and it is so rich with truth, and it is so good. And listen, I don't know what you're up to right now, but this is what I know, okay? As much as God calls us to work, he calls us to rest. And so that's what Leah and I are going to be chatting about today. So whether you're exercising, washing dishes, folding clothes, kicking it with your kiddos, playing um, Duplos, or whether you're having a cup of coffee or sending an email, just keep listening because God's word has the truth for your everyday life. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. Welcome back to the podcast, ladies. We're so happy that you're here with us um, today. And um, just a couple of housekeeping things. Um, We'd love um, for you to um, subscribe and follow us. You can find us on various online platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at The Urban Christian Woman. And then we'd love for you to just support us by subscribing to the podcast Um, we're on, um, iTunes and SoundCloud, and we'd love for you to leave a comment, um, and also just share with a friend, um, the Urban Christian Woman podcast. So we're going to dig in. And today we're talking about, um, Sabbath rest, Sabbath rest. Yes. And if you are anything like me and grew up in the church, um, or even if you didn't, a word like Sabbath can feel sort of loaded We've all had different experiences with it, whether it's one mm-hmm. that is tended towards feeling stressed and legalistic of what can I do, what can I not do, versus places where it's like, okay, well, I'm running and gunning in church all day, and so I actually don't feel like there's any rest in that at all. Exactly. Um, or anywhere in between that spectrum, we really want to take this time today and focus on what is Sabbath rest? What and why do we do it and what is it actually supposed to accomplish? So that's why we're here today. And just I'm excited to dig into the word and see what God has to say for us and what kind of message he has for us to give us a perspective on rest. Yeah, yeah. And if you didn't get a chance, I feel like, you know, Leah, that this podcast is really connected to um, the previous podcast, which is um, entitled The Way Women Work. And it's all around like, what is the purpose of our work? And so I feel like I definitely know that these two are hand in hand. So if you haven't listened to the podcast on work, we would really encourage you to um, go back to that podcast and listen to um, The Way Women Work. And so, yeah, digging into the Sabbath, we always love to start and shape with when we're asking ourselves, what is it where you have to go to the beginning in order to define something? You got to DTR that relationship. Where did it come from? Define the relationship of that word. And so um, we find the context for rest right in Genesis 2-2. And in Genesis 2, 2, we see that God himself has um, been wonderfully, lovingly creating 
all of creation. I mean, goodness gracious, he is creating it. And man, God himself is such a wonder because he creates it all in six days, y'all. In six days, he makes all of this stuff happen. And in the midst of that, okay, we get to the seventh day. And in Genesis 2, 1 and 2, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. And then verse three goes on to say, so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Now, holy being set apart, consecrated for him alone, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. So in Genesis two verses one through three, we see that God, we see God's progression of him doing work, but then it, I'm like a word nerd. He finished his work. Okay. (laughs) He finished his work. And then you see the other verbiage in verse two, that he had done. These are all past tenses, which means that God, what God set out to do, he accomplished it and it was done. So God finished his work that he had done. And then after he finished all the work that he had done, he rested. And when he rested, which is past tense, not only did he rest, but he also blessed it and set it apart. And so God defines our response to rest. Mm-hmm. He, refi- he, he, he defines how rest is shaped, which is work, mm-hmm. finishing work mm-hmm. that's supposed to be done, and then resting from all of it. Mm-hmm. So that what? it will be blessed and set apart for him. So his heart behind it is it's about him and him blessing it, right? So going forward into that, we see that God um, in, in Genesis 2 verses 1 through 3, not only does work, but he finishes work. And this speaks to the fact that God really is limitless. He has no boundaries. He has no parameters by which he operates. He can do all things. He is the creator of all things and he can do all things. And there is a passage of scripture that really just like encompasses God's limitlessness. And it's in Psalm 90. And so in Psalm 90, it says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. You return man to dust and say, return, O children of man for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away 
as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning, it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening, it fades and withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger. By your wrath, we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all your, for all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are 70 or even by reason of strength 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And so we see in Psalm 90, there are, there is, there are two major themes. I, that's I love looking at scripture and like, let's nail this thing down as not only what is it, but why do we rest? And we rest because though God is limitless, we are limited. We are limited. And Psalm 90 in its full encompassing Psalm takes us through the song and the prayer of Moses. And Moses is talking about the sin of Israel. And because of their sin, not only is God limitless, but God shows his love for them and making them limited so that they can be dependent upon him for all things. And so in the midst of them being dependent on him for all things, They then see that their call is in response, a teaching to number days. Mm -hmm. Leah, jump in here because I feel like I'm. No, it's, it's dead on. It's dead on. He is giving us, he's painting with those broad strokes. Like you said, his limitlessness and defining then in perspective of that, our limitedness. Yeah. Um, we are bound and limited by days, right? And so then the calling then of this prayer is teach us to number our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom. So the quicker, the sooner we submit to God and knowing the limit of our days and knowing our limitedness, the quicker we gain that heart of wisdom. Mm-hmm. We know we need to trust God and seek knowing our calling. Um, our calling, that is what he has called us to in our limitedness, mm-hmm. um, our commitment to knowing him 
and the centrality, which is being in the center of his will, mm-hmm. not not being all over the place and working and striving like much of what we said in the previous podcast, mm-hmm. but finding that we are working in the center of his will and that we are being bound by his will when he calls us to rest. So yeah, teaching us to number our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom is teaching us the limitedness of our own beings yeah and he says this i mean in verse 2 in psalm 90 he he makes known his very character that he is from everlasting to everlasting it he is eternal that is his limitlessness then you see in verses 3 through 11 where he is pointing out our limitedness like he's i i i highlighted verse 6 mm-hmm. which says um, in the morning, it flourishes and is renewed. And in the evening, it fades and it withers. That speaks to the boundaries and the limitations of our day. And then in verses 12 through 17, he's teaching us to number our days because there is value in the day. God does not want us waking up every single day, not knowing that we have a purpose. If you, if you are born and you are here listening to this in 2019, honey, you have value and your day has value. So he's saying, listen, you can't be out here just, you know what I'm saying? Like skating through the day. There's value. There is 24 hours in the day. There's morning, there's midday, and there's evening. And all of these nuances are the boundaries and the limitations that he set so that we can not only see the value, but who the giver of the day belongs to. And when we see the giver of the day, well, then now we're like, man, I'm not only, I'm not working Mm -hmm. to burn myself out. And have anguish, right? Like to have this anguish towards the day. But it's like, no, I mean, I'm working with what you said, commitment, a commitment towards the calling that he's placed on my life to center myself in his will so that his will can be done on earth as it is in heaven through me. And so if we're doing that, I think the next question would then be, um, you know, when we when we don't rest, what happens? the The rest that we struggle to have to be still and to rest, mm-hmm. why why don't we have it? Mm-hmm. And I think it's <clears throat> I think it's often connected, Leah, towards um, a resentment. And when we have resentment and a lack of gratitude for what God has given us and seeing the day as valuable. We lack God's perfect intentions for the work yeah. from the beginning, which was to be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, what you're saying is literally just packing in what we <laughs> want everybody to know is that ultimately work and rest are tied together. And the response to faithful work mm. is God's call to us to rest Mm. and the blessing is that he's not calling us to something that he has like held at arm's length yes ma'am he he he's modeled it for himself amen uh, by himself he has modeled it for us and he calls us to it and aren't we blessed that we have literally a text full of examples 
of those that have obeyed and some that haven't. And some that haven't. the consequences of that. <laughs> Which I found outstanding too, because yeah. we, I mean, this was in the previous podcast. I know that we're like referring back to it, but you just got to go listen just to it. Okay. <laughs> but in verse three of Psalm 90, mm-hmm. it talks about the children of man. And in Noah, I mean, in Genesis chapter 11, not Noah, but in Genesis chapter 11, mm-hmm. when the tower of Babel was mm-hmm. built, he called them the children of man. So there. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, we see we yeah. see when people don't mm-hmm. obey right. God's good intentions mm-hmm. yes. and what it can lead to. And there was no rest for them. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I love is that verse um, mm-hmm. in Psalm 90, it sort of lands at the end mm-hmm. with 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. And 16 takes this prayer, which is oh full goodness. of praising God, is mm-hmm. full of... Um, you know, commands and exhortations to us to then actually praying and speaking a prophetic word. Let your work be shown to your servants yeah. and your glorious power to their children. Mm-hmm. And so as we were talking and discussing and planning, we're like, what is this work? The work is a prophetic word spoken about the new covenant mm. and Christ coming to fulfill the work. Come on. In his, in his whole life. In his whole, in his whole life. life. So I love then that as we oh jump gosh. from old covenant you, to Lord. new covenant, it's Thank seamless. You, Lord. It's seamless because we have the foundation of the work that God did in creating the world mm. and then finishing. And even as we were talking about um, his his nature, God is is all powerful. And so as he works, as he breathes, he holds the world into existence. And so it wasn't like God just stopped working. (laughs) He completed the work that he set out to do. Come on. Which was creating. Come on. And so in that. Because he's infinite, which is another part of his character. We Don't get me started, girl. (laughs) But yes. So in that work that Mm. he set out, he set out to do something. He did it. And then he finished it. And then he rested. And so then we jump into the new covenant. And Mm. we see that that is exactly what is played out in the life of Christ. He came. Come on. To complete a work. Come on. Which was? Which was taking on the sin of the world, (laughs) dying on the cross, rising again to show that he has power over sin and death and completing that work. And then now is seated at the right hand of God the Father. Girl, do not, do not make me clap on this podcast. that is where his rest is. Come on, woman of God. Come on, woman of God. So then the very same parallel of setting out to do a work mm. to complete that work and then to rest Oof. is given in the life of Christ. My God. It's it's fulfilled in the life of Christ. Mm. And so what we have then come on in our new covenant example mm. is the word of Jesus that calls us then Stop. to him to his very life to receive the rest that he has to offer us. Say that one more time. Jesus calls us to himself to receive the rest that he has for us. He he calls us to that and he calls us to it in Matthew 11. Hold on one second. Yeah. Before you start reading Matthew 11. (laughs) Because what you are telling me is that physical rest Mm -hmm. is not what God is Mm -hmm. after. But he is after mm-hmm. a rest 
Mm. For our very souls. Girl, bye. Yeah. Girl, bye. Very souls. Girl, bye. Read Matthew 11. I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. Matthew 11. Sheesh. And Jesus says, this is what he says. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Whew. That is that is the call to rest. Because see, the work that Christ did on the cross in taking on the burden of our sin, mm. in taking on the penalty was actually for a work for our souls mm. so that as he completed that work, the rest that he received is given to us as rest for our souls. Come on. So our souls don't strive anymore. Our souls are not in anguish anymore. But as we receive the work of Christ, mm-hmm. we receive the rest of Christ mm-hmm. and he offers it to us. Mm-hmm. You will find rest for your souls. Mm. And so, what you're you're saying is, uh, according to Matthew eleven twenty eight and twenty nine, that because of the new covenant, mm-hmm. it is physical rest. Yes, that is profitable, and He does want us to do it. Mm-hmm. But you could possibly. This is what I hear you saying. Mm -hmm. You could possibly be physically resting Mm -hmm. and not rested. Oh my gosh. My gosh. My absolutely. Absolutely. And God's triune intention Mm -hmm. through his son accomplishing Mm -hmm. the work of cross and being resurrected and seated now with him Mm -hmm. is so that our Mm -hmm. souls can be rested. And we could be walking around here, but our souls are at rest. Mm-hmm. That's what you're telling me right now, yeah. Leah Ross. True rest is rest for our souls. True rest. I got to say that again. Come I on. Want us Come to on. Walk away. Come on. That rest is not just about what you are or aren't doing on a specific day. Mm-hmm. But true rest is rest for our souls. And we know that that is what God offers. And we know that that's what he desires because of the nature of the work of Christ. Come on. It wasn't about the, the you know, and we talk about oftentimes parallel between the old covenant and the new covenant. It wasn't about the laws of what you could or could not do on a specific day. Yeah, come on. The fulfillment of that was, and his call is come to me, mm-hmm. come to Jesus and I will give you rest for your souls. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's where we land. And if we don't land there, we're missing rest altogether. We're missing rest we're altogether. Missing rest altogether. And what Christ did for us, ladies, is straight freedom and liberty. Mm-hmm. It is not bondage. Mm-hmm. Okay? I have to say, what Christ accomplished and finished and fulfilled, because yeah. he fulfilled it. He fulfilled the command. He fulfilled it for us. It is freedom. Mm -hmm. And so if our souls are not at rest, are we truly walking in the freedom and liberty that he so desires for Mm -hmm. us to have through the impartation of his spirit living within us? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. 
I mm. love that his that God's character is so loving toward us mm. that his desire is for us to taste that freedom and to know it for ourselves. Mm. He not only is, like we were talking about, not only is God limitless, he is infinite, he has no bounds, but his love towards us has no bounds either. Yep. He defines himself as a lover of our souls. And in loving our souls, he wants to give those souls rest yes. as a demonstration of that steadfast never-ending, everlasting love. Okay, so Leah, you're saying that he wants to give it to us. He wants to give it to us. Okay, so honey, okay, girl, (laughs) I'm going to need you to tell me, well, then what does that look like for him to give it to us? Yeah, Like He wants to give it to us, but how do I get it? How do I get it? He wants to give it to us. How? How, how How Leah? How do I get it? Y'all, we talk like this in real life. life. We're not like this is no. This is our phone conversation. Coming to the table with us. (laughs) How how do we get it? How do we get that rest? Yes. I mean, like I feel like if you driving in your car, you in your house. I don't I don't know where you are, but you got both of your hands up right now. Like yes. How do I get it? How do I get it? My hands are up. How do I get it? Ready to receive. Thankfully, we have it literally laid out for us in Hebrews 12. We are looking to Jesus. Hebrews 12 and 2. Hebrews 12 12 and 2 says, Mm -hmm. looking to Jesus, looking to Jesus. Come on. The founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the Mm. joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm. And so not only is the instruction to look to Jesus... But now we go on, consider him, consider him. So we're looking and then we're considering, which is setting our minds on. So we're setting Mm. our focus and our minds on him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. So we, we are asking God, how do we get this rest? Right. Mm -hmm. And his response is look to Jesus. Mm. consider him who completed the work come on and is seated now in rest at the right hand of god Mm. Mm. look to jesus Mm -hmm. consider him Mm -hmm. and you will have rest for your souls Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. 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 again we gotta just bounce back to like god his his plan for us was exactly that it was it was mm. rest for our souls, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and 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 when our souls feel weary, we look to Jesus. Yeah, when our souls feel like we can't stop striving because we have to do the next thing, consider Him. Yeah, who in all things, yeah, said, "I'm going to complete the work." Yeah, 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 and I'm going to be obedient to the Father in rest. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, so that I can offer rest come on. to my people. Come on. Come on. And I think, well, it's not even I think one of the things that I'm taking away, even as I'm sitting here, is like it's a choice. Mm-hmm. As women in our culture, there is this drive. I don't care. It, it's not just in women. It's in man, humankind. Yeah, everybody. To strive, to strive, to keep going, to be busy, Mm -hmm. to be distracted. But God is saying, 
consider me. Mm -hmm. It's a choice for us to consider him. It's a choice for us to um, look to him. Mm -hmm. And so we have to pause. It, it sounds like God is, this is really more of like an invitation. Mm -hmm. It's an invitation with a promise. Mm -hmm. It's an invitation with a promise. And so if our soul is weary, he invites us to look to him. Mm -hmm. he, he's, he's, he's standing there knocking. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And anyone who, who comes in, I will, I will sup with him. Anyone who lets me, who, who comes in to my table, I will sup with him, with her. And so it's looking to Jesus. It's being in his presence. And so how do we do that? Mm -hmm. It's recounting back to him his goodness. Mm -hmm. It's telling it back to him. It's telling back your work through the week. And how you've seen his goodness, how you've seen his faithfulness, how you've seen his intentionality, how you've seen his eternal work being accomplished. And that those things that he is doing, that they are true and that they are right. And because you are telling him and you're turning it back to him and you provide, you're, you're giving him the worship that is rightfully due his name in considering him, man, you don't grow weary and you don't lose heart and there you find rest. Yeah. There's packed in the promise that like, just like you said, there's a promise mm. that if you consider Christ, then you will not grow weary and you will receive rest for your souls. Mm -hmm. And y'all, as we're recording this podcast, you know, like I, I just, the Holy Spirit is just leading me to just be transparent. But, um, I had a heated conversation with, um, heated fellowship with one of my family members in my household because that's what we, we call conflict is heated fellowship because we are gathering together and it is smoking the city. Okay, honey. But in the midst of that, I have to say that after it was all over, I did. I felt tired. I felt weary. And God was like, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Consider me. Look to me and you will find rest. Mm -hmm. And I just looked on, I just began to think on him, think on his goodness, think on his faithfulness, think on his mercy, think on his kindness, think on his justice, mm -hmm. thinking on his steadfast love. Because that is what from Genesis to Hebrews, to, to revelation, what we see is the steadfast love mm -hmm. of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Never ending. Never and because it never ends, we too can be encouraged mm -hmm. to rest mm -hmm. and to not be weary and lose heart. And so, I mean, yeah. this, this study that this podcast has blessed me tremendously just today as we're recording because it's nothing like the day-to-day -day and the trials and tribulations and the fallenness of life 
to say, is God really who he says he is? Yeah. Most certainly he is. Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I'm going to receive that invitation and come straight into his throne room. Yeah. Yeah, this is not made up. We are we are receiving these lessons moment by moment in our in our own lives. So none of this is pontificating off the top of our heads. This is like feet on the pavement, real Christian woman struggles in the day in and the day out. And we just have to testify to what God's word says. How do we do this, Lord? Yeah. How do we receive rest? in our striving? Where do we look for it? Do you actually offer it? And his responses are so faithful and true Mm -hmm. to us. And what are his responses? Yes. Yes. And amen. amen. Yes. And amen. And what, what is amen? Mm -hmm. Amen speaks to the fact of his intentional heart Mm -hmm. in Genesis two, Mm -hmm. which is, it is done. It is finished. Mm -hmm. It is finito. Yes. It is done. He is like, and may it be so. Mm -hmm. So we say yes, and may it be so. Mm -hmm. Leah. Yeah. Let me pray for us. Come on, girl. Jesus, your Mm. word is so good to us. Mm -hmm. We do not deserve this thing that you offer us called Mm -hmm. rest. Mm -hmm. And we come completely grateful that despite our undeserving nature, that you offer it to us mm-hmm. freely and abundantly yes, Lord. in the work that you completed on the cross yes, and in Lord. the resurrection. And we praise God that we serve a living King who is seated mm-hmm. at the right hand of the Father. And in that, we receive the rest for our souls. Mm-hmm. Thank you that the rest that you call us to is not legalistic. Yes, Lord. It's not a binding of our hands and yes, what we Lord. can or cannot do. That's it's right. It's a rest for our souls. And wherever we find ourselves, whatever venue, whatever That's right. type of day, God, that you call us to yourself, that mm-hmm. you are present with us. Mm-hmm. And in those places, we can receive this rest. Mm-hmm. So we rejoice in that. Yes, we rejoice Lord. in in just speaking back to you truth about you and in worshiping you and in receiving your presence and your mm-hmm. spirit in these things. Mm-hmm. And just thank you that we experience it together collectively as a body, as women mm-hmm. um, who know you and, and just want to know you more. And so we rejoice and thank you. We're so glad um, for just this gift that you've given us of life and rest in Christ. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed week, ladies.